Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Bindi. It's great to be back in the chair. It is. Now, as always, we have a a little disclaimer for you. Uh, You're not a medical doctor. I am not. uh, But you are one of the uh, seven individuals uh, in Australia now who can uh, call themselves a certified functional medicine practitioner. Yes, go me. Uh, so we just got to look out for imitations. You are the real deal. So. Yeah, and I always say, look, no no disrespect to people who, like all naturopaths and herbalists and even nutritionists do some form of functional medicine. Yeah. It's, it's a term you hear bandied about a lot. Yeah. Um, but there's to do be a board-certified member of the Institute of Functional Medicine in Portland, Oregon, does mean that we can dig a bit deeper um, I like it because it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of science in it as well as the um, Naturopathy 101, I mm. guess. So, yeah, one in seven. I must check that, but I think it's pretty sure it's still one in seven. Mm. I find it so relatable. Yeah. Like just, and it makes such a difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because I, um, people who know me know I've been pretty much studying all my life mm. in midwifery and nursing and then nutrition, herbalism. Uh, naturopathy, and then I did Swiss biomedicine, I did my master's. When I studied my functional medicine, other than the fact I think I had um, educational burnout because it's so <laughs> bloody tough, um, I thought, this is it, I found it. Yeah. So not that all that other stuff wasn't important. Yeah, it's all complimentary, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, mm. so that, yeah, that was really important. Yeah. It's great. I love it. I love it. I'm and, so um, proud. And so today we're talking about transforming medicine. Yeah, look, it's, I don't know if that's the right title, but I was, you know, as in our discussions, what we're going to chat about and stuff, I thought, man, we have, in using an analogy that you've, you may hear me use again, um, is, you know, modern medicine is fabulous. Mm. It, it's, it's fabulous, you know. Um, I, as people who know me, I had um, genetic malformations on my toes since I was eight years old. They started growing really weird, my big toes, and I was, you know, first world problem, how how much I could put, put my feet in shoes. I had to be careful what sort of shoes I wore. They were in pain and whatever. I went to a wonderful orthopaedic surgeon in Ipswich who gave me two new toes. Mm. It is marvellous. Yeah. They are so gratified. But what modern medicine does is it tries to catch the horse after it's bolted from the barn. Mm. Wouldn't it be great to try and deal with the horse while it was still in the barn? Mm. And, you know, and that's what we've forgotten about. And I'm not saying give up your pills or whatever. It can work beautifully together because our bodies are perfectly, you know, they're synergistic. Mm. They, they, they all work harmonised together. Yeah. You know, from the beginning of time, man has dabbled with um, with some sort of medicine, and herbalism was the first 
the first ever medicine. I don't know if you um, if you know um, Bendy, but there's a beautiful poem called The Mushroom Hunters by Neil Gaiman. Gaiman? And I, my husband's sick of me reading it to him. <laughs> but it's all about the first herbalists. Right. How they gathered mushrooms and how they found that if you ate them, you may see gods. If this, if this <laughs> one, you clutch your belly and die. But Magic mushroom. Yeah, if you actually take that mushroom, peel the skin, boil it, drain away the water and cook it again, it's good. So, you know, this is, this is we have been, that this is the natural herbalism. We've evolved with this. Mm. So how can we pretend to forget about it? Mm. You know? So it is actually so important. And I can remember... You know, I, you know, and I, I, and quoting, quoting movies because it's one of my favourite things to do. One of my favourite movies is The Dish, which is a fantastic Australian. If you've never seen it about the space program, fantastic. But um, one of the guys from NASA says, um, "I have the utmost respect for you, Midge." One of the characters, I would expect the same in return, and that's what I try and emulate to the medical professionals. I have the utmost respect. Mm. Unfortunately, they don't return the favour half the time. I don't actually know why, mm. whether, you know, ignorance does breed contempt to a certain degree. I think it's getting better, but I do have the utmost respect for these people. Everyone does the best they can. I think we're all human and we've got to remember that. But I remember a doctor once laughing at me when I suggested that the body could heal itself. Let's think about that for a minute. Yeah. If the, if the body couldn't heal itself, how can we even have surgery? Mm. Exactly right. And, you know, we, you always talk about um, we mutate every day. And I, yes. you said that to me and I was like, what? But it's true. Yes, yes. It's part of that. Yeah, that's how, how we evolve. Mutation is part of evolution. Yeah. Right? Think of the humble corn. Mm. Yeah, corn on the cob is actually a grass. It was a seed like every other little grass, but over time, call it genetic modification or whatever, humans have taken that particular grass and tried it and it was a bit sweet. So then they went, oh, that one's a little bit bigger. We'll cultivate that one. And time and time and it's gone bigger and bigger. And so mm. now we have this, this corn that's incredibly juicy and sweet. But it started off 40,000 years ago as a little tiny grass. Yeah. So, you know, and it's that's mutation causes evolution. Mm. So, um, you know, and they found that smokers, for instance, <clears throat> the genetic, the genes, the CYP450, there's a couple of those genes that are um, that we have that actually uh, detoxify cigarette smoke, mm. right? So interestingly, smokers have upregulated versions of these genes because mm. their bodies figured out they got to detox quicker. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So things like that we we actually need to remember. So the, so when you think about, for instance, you would if I can share, you mm. were complaining that you have a bit of a sinus problem at present. Yeah. And it's causing you a bit of grief. And we had a bit of a chat about it and, you know, and you go to the chemist and he'll give you an antihistamine. So what does that do? So an antihistamine stops the histamine reaction in the body. The histamine reaction is probably what's causing the snot. The snot's there because it's trying to clear something out. Mm. But it's got stuck because it's sticky for some reason, Mm. because it's a bit inflamed. So... What is it? It's probably pollen at the time of the year in Australia where, you know, autumn's our lovely pollen season. Um, or, you know, I asked you, did you have any dairy? You said absolutely not. But even stress, mm. you know. But so does antihistamine work? Well, it certainly gets rid of the symptoms, but it doesn't get rid of the problem. No. So if you think about you're driving along in your car and the warning goes on, 
The lo- what are the lights go on in the dashboard? I don't know much about cars. Okay, so the light goes on in the dashboard and you go, hmm, oh, I've actually, I've just got to go to Cairns today. Oh, I don't know what that means. So you rummage in your handbag and you get a Band-Aid and you put it on top. What do you think's going to happen? Say if it's the warning light for the radiator, for instance. The car's bloody going to blow up before you get to Gympie, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Yep. But how about this? You open the bonnet, you put some water in the radiator. I think that, that's right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then the warning light goes out. Mm. So any symptom our body has is a warning light. Girl, boy, there's something wrong here. But isn't that funny, like, how you've just told that, we would not treat our body the same way. Absolutely. We don't listen. Yes. We don't listen. Yeah, everyone thinks that's hysterical, but it's we do that and then you go to the doctor and they say, have an antihistamine. But let's actually work out why your gut's a little bit inflamed. Yeah, it's not getting to the root of the problem, it's just putting a Band-Aid yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens is... The next warning light goes on the mm. dashboard. Now we have an overheating warning light come on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, and I always say people, so first your body whispers. That's, mm. a, that's a slight symptoms. And by the time people come to see me, they're screaming. Yeah. And this is what I mean about we need to take a step back. Before we're all screaming, we need to start listening to our bodies. And that's easy because you've got the user manual, mm. right? So you need to, we need to be able to, Really have a lot of faith and have a lot of um, uh, respect for what our bodies are trying to tell us because we've lost that. Yeah. And we've been taught to lose it mm. because, you know, I am not a big fan of Big Pharma. I would say right here and there, I, Big Pharma is an industry. It makes medicines to sell. It doesn't give a rat's yahoo about your diabetes. Mm. It actually quite likes the fact that you're going to be on metformin for the rest of your life. And then if that completely rots your microbiome or it gets rid of your B12, despite the fact that you might have a methylation problem and no one's looked at your genes, fine, we'll give you another drug for that because they're in the market to sell drugs. And no doubt, Alex, you'd see people every day who come to you and they're on polypharmacy, a dozen different medications, yep. half of which are competing with each other. Correct. Um, like instead of um, muddying the water, so to speak, yes. why don't we clear it and yes. actually listen yes. to what our body's doing? Yes. And that's something that we've learned through metabolic balance is yes. once you get rid of all the processed yeah. stuff, yes. you can actually listen to yeah. what's going on and fine-tune yes. what works for you. Yeah, body chatter. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's um, and, you know there's, there's cer- certain drugs like thyroxine, for instance, your thyroid hormone, people come to me and they say, oh, I want to get off my thyroid hormone, my thyroid medication. And I go, okay, how long have you been on it for? Oh, 25 years and I'm 150 micrograms three times a day a week and then 100 micrograms the other. I go, you'll never get off your thyroid hormone. Mm. You probably don't have adequate thyroid function left, especially mm. if you've got autoimmune because your immune system's destroyed it. But how about this? How about... We try and fix your gut and look at that immune system, 80% of which sits behind the gut. Look at the food you're eating that might be causing inflammation. Let's have a look at your stress levels because stress releases cortisol, which releases then, um, you know, then plays havoc with our insulin, puts fat in our cells and then plays and causes us to use fourfold the nutrients we actually need for methylation. Let's have a look at all that. We may actually be able to drop you, and I've done it. We may be able to drop your drug dose mm. by a certain degree. So that's, then we're working complementarily with it. You know, I'm ne- I'm, I will never, as much as I say, you know, um, Big Pharma 
in its current construct is probably not my friend. I'm not saying don't stop. I'm not saying stop your drugs, mm. right? But 80% of the time, if you're willing to put the time and effort in, you're going to be able to reduce the dosage of your drug, therefore the dosage of your side effects, feel a whole bloody lot better mm. and um, basically live a better life. Yeah. You know, it's interesting since I've been seeing you, it's been nearly three oh, years my now, um, I have rarely, rarely been to a doctor. Um, yeah. And and you know when I've had to go because it's stuff that we haven't been able yeah. to fix. And that's still there's still doctors. Yeah. You know, as I said, I have the utmost respect. Yeah, and I, I've, I'm kind of lucky to have had doctors recently who um, understand the complementary sort of therapy stuff yeah. that that I've been doing uh, away from them. Yeah, and they've seen a transformation in me. Yes. That wasn't a medical one and just gone, well, how did that happen? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. And like, you know, where we've reversed things that were there before. Yep. And they just, it just blows their mind and they go, well, we can't really ignore that. Yeah, well, so, let's, let's just talk about that because you are the bloody ants pants with the whole spiritual thing. What you've just done an amazing diploma. Yeah. So I have a, um, a diploma in, uh, as a spirituality coach. Um, which basically, you know, people are like, what the hell is that? Are you, are you a priest now? No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's got nothing to do with religion. Again, but different different levels of spirituality, right? Yeah, but I, I think the root of it is that um, spirituality really does impact our well-being because, you know, if, if you don't feel you have a purpose, you don't have a direction, you, you're not in touch with yourself yeah, or, right. or connected with, the, with other people in the universe – and you're just stuck and overwhelmed and lost, that's going to impact your well-being, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, even if you go back to Maslow's hierarchy of need, love and hierarchy of needs, you know, the triangle we all learned about if, as medical people, um, love and belonging needs. Mm. If you, Other than safety, if you haven't got love and belonging needs, <clears throat> the, you know, the, everything else falls apart and bloody goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, that's right. It? You know, so you can, you can be the most successful person in the world, but if you, you don't feel it in your soul, like... What's the point? Well, and we've seen that time and time again with our celebs. And then we go back to what the Institute of Functional Medicine teaches with mm. the, the three pillars of health. Yeah. You know, we talk about um, uh, if you think about health being like a big lentil over a doorway. We've, we, we, you know, I've bloody flogged this horse to death, but I'll talk to you about <laughs> it again. Um, the first pillar in the middle is irrevocably your genes. Mm. You cannot dodge your genetics. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's why some people can live a, live a slightly faster life and don't appear to be so unwell, but it's called the fast life for a reason. You get to the other end quicker. <laughs> um, but it's still you've got two other pillars that are just as important and one is your physical environment and that's where I talk about, you know, the stuff you put in your body, your nutrient, the, the, the stuff you put on your skin, the air you breathe. That third pillar of health is what you're talking about, Bindi. Mm. It is as important. Yeah. It gets the same length of leg in functional medicine. And the other two. Absolutely. And it's all about consumption as well. Like, you know, what we're talking about most of the time is about physical consumption, but it's also, you know, um, what, what you're, what you're believing in and what you're, what you're consuming in your mind. Um, like that all has an impact to your wellbeing and, and what you do and what influences you. And I guess that's why the likes of, we're going to take it at the extreme when you look at the, the really, um, the really deeply spiritual people like the monks and they, they meditate for hours a day and look how well they look. That's it. And and what do you think they're consuming? 
Yeah, right. What do you think they're consuming on all levels, not just um, from a, you know, a physical food kind yes. of point, but yeah. their mind? Yeah, yeah. Just all the good stuff. And their soul. So. Yeah. And they also live in some of the most beautiful, pristine environments in the world. That's it. So because getting back to nature is part of that third leg as well, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't think I know many monks that have a lot of health problems. I know. And this <laughs> is the bloody elephant in the room, Bindi, that really gets me. Mm. It's so freaking obvious. Like, and people will come and look, I'm not, I'm not denigrating anybody, but they'll come to me and they've got, they say, okay, I've got stage four cancer. And I go, okay, well, let's, let's have a little look. Uh, let's talk about breast cancer, right? Now, this, breast cancer is very, very involved and they've had the um, they've had their, their mastectomy and they've been on the, um, if it's oestrogen re- uh, receptor positive, they're on the, they've had the genes tested and they're, they're on the, uh, the aromatase inhibitors and all that sort of stuff. And then they say, oh, but I want to get off that. I want something natural. I say, well... It's not that easy. I said, what, what, how is your estrogen breaking down? Because the estrogen can break down three different ways. So that, that test is 440, 400 bucks, I think, because your wee takes a trip to America. It doesn't have to quarantine either. <laughs> um, so, and then I go, I want your vitamin D level checked. And a lot of doctors, that's not on the free list. No, that's not their fault. They get into trouble if they ask you to check, test it. So I say, okay, well, that's another $50. You want me to spend $450? All the tests the doctors do is free. And I went, well, it's actually not. We, that's covered by Medicare. Mm. My stuff isn't. At their functional tests, but you're happy, and this is fine. But you're, you know, and because my one of my receptions, she gets really upset and says, "Oh, what?" And I said, "Well, it's because people still don't genuinely believe it's important. They go to the doctor and they say this and this, and they go, "Okay, you must have chemo. Okay, this chemo is not covered by the PBS. It's going to cost you seven thousand dollars for, and it's, um, it's uh, this. This is stomach cancer one. This is not." breast cancer or whatever, and they sit there and quite happily mortgage their house for this chemotherapy, but then I say, can you spend $450? Let's get to the bottom of what is actually causing this problem. They then go, oh, my gosh, that's too expensive, or the other the other one's fertility, mm. I see. They've they've just spent $50,000, I shit you not, on X amounts of IVF, and then I say, well, actually, you've got to give me four months. We've got to do a Dutch test. I've got to do a detox, and they 50% walk out and say it's too expensive. <laughs> Why? I'm not, I am actually not judging these people mm. because in the media, through their doctors, they get told, oh, you waste your money. You go to a doctor and they, uh, don't forget, I, I will never denigrate a doctor, but you go to them and they will say to me, oh, you're wasting your money. How much, how many hundreds of dollars of supplements that you make you buy? Mm. I've heard, you hear that all the time. I actually, when, when you're sitting in front of me, I ask myself a question. 400 bucks is a shitload of money. I get it. Mm. If I order this test for you, or if I order vitamin D or a Dutch test or even an iron test or whatever, is it going to change the way I treat you? And if the answer is yes, you will get the test ordered or suggested that you get the test ordered Mm. because in the long term it's going to help. Mm. Metabolic balance, it's a a financial investment. Yeah. But it's going to help. And I think the thing um, to to credit you there, Alex, is – what you do is very targeted. Yes. What a doctor sometimes does is not. No, um, true. In in some degree, they're they're hitting a dartboard. Yeah. You know, and not always on aim. Yeah. So I think what you're doing is quite targeted, yes. and you're getting to the root. Yes. Of what's giving the symptoms. Yes. Whereas they're just putting something on the symptoms. Yes. 
to make the fire go out. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and, and fertility is your classic. And our next podcast is going to be about male fertility. So tune into mm. that one because it's the absolute, this is, this is, this is an elephant in the room that's growing mm. by, the, by the year, you know. And, and then still with IVF, they do some marvellous things. Don't get me wrong. They do some marvellous things with freezing embryos and all that wonderful stuff. I don't even pretend to know what they're talking about. Mm. But... Nobody, I always say, I always say to the men, oh, you know, have you had your sperm tested? Oh, there's nothing wrong. Well, think of sperm like hot rods sitting in the, in the, in the um, car park of my car. Mm. Looking at them, they'll look fine. Nobody looks under the bonnet. Mm. What, what is actually happening to the, to the hormone breakdown and stuff? I mean, and we'll talk about this at the next podcast, which I've already talked about ad infinitum because <laughs> it's so important. But, you know, things like that. And I think the biggest thing is, and this is where your spirituality comes back, you know, doing spirituality coaching with someone who actually not only knows but actually cares. Mm. You know, you're not, you know, and it's there's a lot of people out there who call themselves, you know, coaches and stuff like that and they just done a weekend course and that's not what you've done, mm. right? So basically – um, and that's because our industry is not regulated, Bendy. Mm. That's the that's the problem. But if they genuinely believed what having a good diet, what getting rid of pesticides, what getting rid of plastics and P- PFAs and all that horrible stuff means, imagine what that does to cleansing your spirituals or, or your spirituality. Um, expenditure of what you're saying, yeah. right? And imagine how much better, like you're, you're one of my star patients because, and I always say I'm not God, but you've listened mm. and look at the difference. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's not easy and, you know, and it doesn't mean that you have to do it 100% of the time. It's the 80-20 rule. Yeah, and this is something that you and I talk about a lot is mindset is 80%. Yes. You know, um uh, Making all these life changes or even just looking at your health, it's, it all starts in your mind. Yes. Um, and you're not going to make that physical change until your mind takes you there. Yes. And if you can't get that right, you're not going to get a result. No, and the thing is too, absolutely, Bindi, and, and that mindset is so tainted about what we see on television and all these stupid reality television shows that have the fast food ads in between. You think, well, it can't be wrong, everyone else is doing that. Everyone else is getting Botox in their lips and well, I don't know what they get in their lips, collagen, I think. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the young girls are doing it because some Instagram model said that's normal. So you, you want to be part of the tribe. You want to be part of that spirituality. Unfortunately, that's doing you so much harm. And then, like, the doctor who laughed at me when I said, well, your body does heal itself. Mm. You know, it, it's, it, it, we have to shift that paradigm back again. And that's it, you know, like we look at media, we look at Instagram, we look at all of the polished things that, uh, you know, try to attract us and influence us, um, but we don't realise that's not us. No, and they're all trying to sell something. If it has to be advertised or if you think in the back of your heart is she or he trying to sell something, backpedal fast. Yeah, and we're not all the same. So you can't compare yourself to an Instagram model. You can't compare yourself to a Kardashian. You know what I'm saying? But are they truly happy in your, you know? I would question it. I would really question it. And I know behind the scenes, you know, there's not all it seems behind the curtain. Yes. And I think, you know, people don't see that and they don't understand that. And I think, you know, and I deal with a lot of celebrities and I just think that it's, you know, I I see behind the curtain and I know that they're not not always what they say. No, 
and 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 yeah, as you say, we're not we're not all the same. But it, but unfortunately, they they're not who they are either. No, you know what I mean. No, they're living a lie. It's a mask. Yeah, it really is a mask. Yeah, and and it's just it's the same with social media. People put on a mask. Yeah, and the more real you can be, you, that's where you got to start. That's I, where you got to look. I was reading, and it wasn't a study, so it may be anecdotal. So don't you know this is this may actually be wrong, but I was in, it was interesting. So I was reading that the more you spend on a wedding the less likely you are to survive in that marriage. <laughs> I think I saw something like that, yeah. So I don't know if it was a study or whatever, or the more you look happy on Facebook, the less likely it is to be so. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Mm. So um, this is the mask. Mm. So and what, and what in particular with, the, with our young, young people, like are they coming out and they're saying, oh, I want to be like this person, and look, she's saying it's all right to drink. Mountain Dew or whatever, you know, or, and, 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 and look how skinny she is. Well, bet your bottom dollar she's probably spat it out. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's all just, yeah, it's all business deals in the background and yeah. it's influencing people's decisions. And, you know, this is the thing that, that, that is my mission is to actually get people to look at the decisions that they make Beautiful. and be the change. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And um, you were talking about just quickly um, – which absolutely blew mind about, um, is it spiritual geometry? Is that what it's called? Sacred geometry. Sacred geometry, <laughs> sort of, kind of. <laughs> and we all, we all kind of have learned about this because we've all read Da Vinci's um, code, Dan Brown's book, of course, which is one of my favourites. I just love all that intrigue. Mm. But, um, you know, um, there is something in it. And from the history, from the history of time, isn't mm. it? From, mm. from the, our first... Our first artists who drew the bison on the cave walls, there's been some proportion to our art. Yeah. So yeah. I want you to tell our listeners because it's just <laughs> fascinating. This stuff is fascinating. I mean, um, you know, I went down this rabbit hole of looking at sacred geometry because I've got this affinity with the uh, flower of life. And then I was like, oh, I don't know, there's something about it, you know. And there's a whole meaning behind it and the shapes and the numbers and all this kind of stuff. But um, this this book went into the history of, of pretty much all sacred geometry, right down to squares, circles, triangles, numbers, lines, dots, you name it. And it went into architecture and it went into art and design and ratios and numbers and Fibonacci sequence and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just, I'm a total nerd. I absolutely love that stuff. But it all has meaning. Like, right. Um, so I was telling you about the golden ratio. That's, that's the one that blew my mind. Listen to this, guys. This so is amazing. Based on the proportions in your face, and if you dig deeper, it, it, the, golden, the, the golden ratio can even be found in the legs of ants. My goodness. Um, and even the way nature has grown. So when you look at a person's face, there's there's a ratio between, you know, the, the width of their eyebrows to the width of their mouth to the length of their nose. Uh, there's a golden ratio there. And they say that if you have the perfect proportions in a golden ratio, and when I'm not purporting that people have to be perfect here, um, is that they appear more attractive. And when the Mona Lisa was painted, it is based on the golden ratio. That's amazing. So when you look at Mona Lisa's face, the, you have a look at the proportions and the ratio. Wow. Um, and, and it all goes back to, to that time. But That guy was a time traveller, I'm sure. Of it. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I think if we just, you know, when we look at 
this kind of stuff. And really anything we're doing in life, whether it's our health, our spirituality, um, you know, the way we, we work, everything, it's a, there's a reverse evolution happening. Yeah, perfect. And and this is where we've got to get back to. We've got to get back to where we started. Absolutely. And look, even like sitting here opposite you and you've got your four television screens <laughs> um, and, you know, when, and I, when I do, I do a lot of calm breathing because I try and talk about this third leg of the stool or the third pillar of health. Um in my clinic, when I'm seeing people in particular who are stressed or sort of have their sympathetic nervous system overexpressed, when we do breathing together, I just pick a YouTube um, picture thingy with, you know, relaxating, re- relaxating, relaxing music. <laughs> I have not actually come across one that depicts anything but nature. Mm. We relax in nature and that's probably got something to do with your geometry. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. And mm. they talk about, and this has been a study done, and I posted it on Facebook a couple of years ago, that it's called, well, it's the negative ions. You know, in, in the 90s there was all the negative ion generators and we all that, and so what, I call, what I call the rainforest effect. Mm. You know, when you walk and you look out into the ocean or into the rainforest, you go, oh, right? Because all of a sudden your body's vibrating different and, it's, and there's a whole science behind grounding. And even when you talk about um, in one of my, I don't actually know if I mentioned it, we, we were doing a post about the, the COVID vaccination and um, grounding is actually really important. And this particular study said that we, when we walk barefoot on the earth, we, um, those negative ions rise up to about a metre and that also is into um, in the trees. So you know what? The hippies were bloody right. Hugging trees is a great thing. Well, there's actually energy science behind it in, in our own biofield. So when, yeah, we, when we are in touch with the earth, it's a breathing living thing yes. just like we are. Yes. And um, it emits energy just like we do. Yes. And that can be up to a metre and a half around us. So if you would actually look at your energy biofield around you, it's just like the rings on a tree. And that's why when you go out into nature, you actually absorb it. Yeah. I look, it's amazing. And, I, you know, if, Bindi, you've probably heard of my story of the, um, the mango tree. So I've got a little mango tree that I've been nurturing. Um, it's not very big. And this year I got 101 mangoes on this little <laughs> tree. I counted them. Right, because I fertilised it and loved it and all that sort of stuff. And so I thought, oh, excited because it's bit, in my garden it's between me and the possums. <laughs> and I'm happy for the possums to have one or two, but don't take a bloody bite out of every one. Mm. So basically um, I picked this mango and I got the bucket and it just started pouring that sap all out, you know, because the mango is part of the poison ivy mm. family. And I thought, oh, crumbs, and I'm wiping it on the grass and I'm trying to sort it out. And then by the time I faffed around and got a bucket and did it all properly, by the time I picked the second mango, no sap. And I said to my husband, that mango tree knows I'm about to pick its fruit. Mm. I know this sounds incredibly esoteric. Bear with me. Anyway, so I thanked it and I, 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 I um, stroked the bark and stuff and I picked, I don't know, it's enough for us to, you know, deal with. And the next time I went out, before I even thought about picking a mango, I rustled the tree's leaves, I thanked it for its wonderful fruit and that we were going to eat it graciously and that we, you know, I've been nourishing in water. And guess what, Bendy? No sap. Mm. 
It gives me goosebumps. Yeah, and, you know, I think I might have told you this story before, but, um, you know, uh, I do sound healing and, yes. and one of the things yes. that we, we do is we sit with the plants and we give them love. Yes. And I did this with um, some bottle brushes out here. Within days, those bottle brushes flowered prolifically and in the most yes. brightest pink flowers you've ever seen. Still gives me goosebumps. And it's doing it right now, actually. Oh, oh, I think that's pretty nice. Like I've got a, a lovely patient, her name's Athena, and she's written a novel. And it's actually, it's a children's novel. It's called Jojo Reed and the Golden Planet. And you just get it on Kindle for three bucks. But it's about this little girl and she's going to change the world. And it's, it is a young teen, so but I particularly like those stories. And it talks about how she's planting her garden and for every seed she puts in, she puts in some of her love hmm. and how the plants. And you know what? I thought, can't hurt. And it's the same thing. I've been doing it. Oh, my goodness. My garden, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a gardener anyway, but my garden mm. just, and the fact that we've had lots of rain, yeah. but um, it, it makes a difference. And it can be as esoteric as you like and whatever, but we first we have to have belief mm. because the first doctors, who were the first doctors? They were the droids. And they were actually oftentimes the women, mm. you know, and what happened to them? We know they were burned at the stake and as witches and... And did you know, actually, last year they were all pardoned. Really? They were given a pardon like 400 years too late or 1,400 years or 4,000 years, I don't know, I can't <laughs> remember. But um, so basically they took the womanhood out of healing, mm. you know, so I've, I've only got to wait maybe 400 years and I'll be right. <laughs> but um, at least they haven't burned me in stake yet, <laughs> not physically anyway. But um, so, you know, it's we're, we're the nurturers. mm and I'm not saying that men can't do it, but we are the nurturers. Mm, that's so. that's that's the feminine energy yeah, as well. Yeah. And you know, getting back to you know, almost blessing your food when you pick it yeah. and thanking it, and and having gratitude and, and appreciation for those things, that energy carries into the food that you then eat. Yeah. So there's there's a whole other science behind the energy in food, yeah. and yeah. and where it comes from, where it's grown, how it's treated. You know, all of that is ingested by you. Mm. Excuse me, just having a drink of water. But yeah, and and and, and then I can remember my family and I are great bushwalkers. We're going up Mount Warning, and it was a, it's a favourite walk of ours. And um, we went in a particular dry, hot mm. summer. And I we were halfway up, and I said to my husband, "This mountain hasn't got the energy for us right now. We either give it some energy, or we turn back." Yeah. I think we turned back because mm. we didn't have enough energy for that mighty Wollowan Mountain, you mm. know. But um, but you can even see that when it's dry, like the 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 earth has different energies as well. It has different seasons, and you know, and and and, and there's even there's even um, Swiss biological medicine talks about the fact that if you do get a virus, we're not talking about any particular virus, we're just talking about any virus. Mm. Um, that's your body saying, right? That part of nature is telling you. This littlest part of nature is actually telling you you've got to do something about what's going on in your body right now, whether it's inflammation, whether the mindset's not right, maybe burning the candle at both ends. It tells you, you know. And what what did what did what did the what did your granny used to say? Go to bed with chicken soup, mm. you know. And there's actually a science behind that, saying that was the right thing to do. Yeah, and you know, we were we were just talking off air before. Um, about, you know, my sinus problem that yeah. I had, which has now turned into a saliva gland problem. Um, yeah. But I kind of went, I'm not going to go see a doctor. Yeah. I'm actually going to look at what I can do to heal me 
and that a doctor is my last resort. Yeah, and it's still a resort. Yeah, like it's not off the table. Yeah. It's it's an option, yes. but it's not my first option. Yes. Because you know, God bless, they don't. They've got they've got the drugs, mm. unfortunately. You know, and um, this is what I'm saying about you know, once upon a time. They talked about nutrition and stuff, and we know that there was a, a fellow in uh, Melbourne who was vilified because he talked to di- his diabetic patients about diet, mm. and he said that's not your jurisdiction. When, when did that happen? Mm. And then there's some doctors who base it on 1980s food pyramids oh, and yeah. stuff like that, and yes. and and you go in for a cold and they tell you to go lose weight. Yes, which yes. happened to me. All right, and I went and I lost the weight. Yes, <laughs> don't you worry, mate. Yes. didn't need you. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. So, um, so that's what we, that's what we mean, hey, about transforming medicine. It's it, it, we need to de, what do you call it? Devolve a reverse evolution. Oh, a reverse evolution, <laughs> um, and that's not saying we're going to go back to the apes, but you know, we've got to look back to nature. Yeah, there's so many things that we used to do that we don't do anymore that we're starting yeah, to get back to. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's a there's a um you know you know the Vogel's bread. Mm. Um, so he um, Vogel was actually his name's Alfred Vogel. I'm just going to quickly Google him, um, and he has a saying, and it's actually on. This is really terrible because um, I have it on all my reporter findings folders, and it says nature, um. Oh, I can't. It's, it says for every – basically nature has an answer for every ailment. Mm. In every – in every for every healing there is part of nature that will help you, you know. So, um, yeah. I, I, and then that, that that guy is like – he died at 100, age 100 in, not, in I think 1999 or something. Wow. You know, so he was your, he was your classic. He's actually fascinating and I've been um, blessed enough to visit his garden and his original work – um, place in a place called Teufen right up in the Swiss Alps, which was delightful. Actually, it was really funny because I was staying, when I was studying my Swiss bio, I was staying at this beautiful little pension looking out of the Alps and whatever, and I had a day off and I said to my beautiful hostess, Daniela, so, Daniela, what am I going to do today? Of course I'm going to go and walk on the Alps. Is there anything a bit closer? I think I was, it, was, it was summer. I think it was after the course. And she said, oh, why don't you go and see Alfred Vogel's garden? And I went, what? And it literally... <laughs> It was literally up the hill from where I was staying. Wow. Yeah, so I've um that he, yeah, so he's a fascinating man and he says in yeah, in nature there's 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 everything for health and healing. Yeah. Don't quote me, that's not exactly right. But, but it's true. Yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. So we've just got to think about and it, it doesn't mean that if we're bleeding to death or have dodgy toes or had a heart attack we don't go to the doctor. Yeah. But then we try and figure out why all that happened. Mm. And I think this is this is where you know, you are so valuable as getting to the root of the problem, whereas yeah. medicine doesn't always do that. Yeah. It's, it's, they're just trying to put a Band-Aid on yeah. it and get you out the door. Yeah. Even with my toes, you know, I'm thinking about what, well, I know it's a genetic malformation, mm. but, you know, what set that gene off? Well, it was probably, you know, the stress of emigrating from Germany and, and, and not having my grandparents and then not eating the best diet when we were here because we were quite poor, not blaming anyone. It was just the way it is. Um, maybe that's what turned the gene on. Mm. Right. Um, and then my years of nursing and walking on my feet pretty didn't help. No. So, of course, then I needed surgery. But and, I, and, I'm a, and am I saying that it wouldn't have happened if I didn't do that? I have no idea. Yeah. But it's, it's food for thought. Yeah. And I think that, you know, where we can intervene and be proactive, um, I think we need to do more of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the earlier we can do it, the better. And so this is why when people come to see me and they say, oh, I've had now – Six rounds of IVF. I want to have. I want to be pregnant by next 
cycle and I go, well, we need to do some detoxing, serious detoxing. Mm. And they're all like, you know, ready to kill me. But when you think about your grandmother, just quickly, we'll finish on this. Well, your grandmother, when she's pregnant with your mother, Mm. at eight weeks your mother's ovaries are already starting to form, right? So your grandmother, when she's eight weeks pregnant with your mother, chances are your genetics is already there and anything that happens to that grandmother and onwards will be influencing how you as a person if I come out. Isn't that insane? That's mind-blowing. So the earlier we start, mm. the better. So it's really setting the foundation for the future. Yes, I like that. Mm. Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswich.com.au. 